Hello, welcome to Mark Langley's Horsemanship Podcast, a podcast helping people to understand their horses better, to provide solutions in a calm, connected way. I'm Jenny Barnes. And I'm Mark Langley. Mark, I've got a question here for you today that's from M. Um, she's starting a Clyde mare um, under saddle. She's very responsive on the ground, but once she's on her back, she doesn't understand. She Emma's realised that she's reading her body language rather than listening to the reins and the lead rope. How does she help her to follow the cues and connect the dots from the ground to being ridden? Yeah, um, the, well, as you know, you've already sort of hit the nail on the head in the sense of she's very, uh, I guess, in touch with your body language on the ground, but ne- not necessarily um, doing things for self or following a feel, uh, a feel of the pressure. So the first thing I'd say is when you're working your horse on, on the take note is how much she focuses on you. A lot of horses focus on us and our energy all the time, which means they don't think forward. So when we sit on them, their minds suck and then they go, oh, 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 I can't do anything. Um, so, so in your groundwork, you might want to set up little scenarios where you, you know, possibly lead her past the shoulder your shoulder and get her to walk out until she's walking thinking away going oh, i'm walking over there am i and then you just feed out a long rope and follow her just like you're interested in where she's going just like a horse following another horse doesn't really matter if you set out a lot of little scenarios like that it sets the horse up for going forward thinking um and then once they're going forward thinking forward on the ground well sometimes you can sort of uh um, back and lead them back around you and think out there again and then soon enough they'll follow the feel of a rain around a corner come back past you and then they'll go out showing them that they can move to the feel of a rain and then keep continuing okay and then as they're getting better at going forward um as as you get good at following be sort of intruding on them like like a spider on their back or um you know something like that and and you'll just slowly come in from behind the wither and just walk with her so she gets used to carrying you from behind going forward that's a really big thing in getting young horses to go forward and i don't you know some people get a bit excited in in their um liberty work and their their, their groundwork that they think the horse is going to be focused on them and their energy all the time and then they get on the horse doesn't have any idea how to think forward not think on the person um, so we don't want a horse focused on us on the ground. We want them aware of us and knowing the difference between a good, good soft awareness and hyper focus, or even just a horse that won't let go of us, is is really important for developing relationship with the horse. And that's something I think you go back and look at, and you'll figure out part of the answer in what you're seeing in your horse that is just too focused on things. So those lessons will help get the horse to leave and 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 with you following so they become aware of you following but they're still thinking ahead so if you sub turned and walked away they just flick an ear and come back and go yep i gotcha and that's what awareness is the horse is thinking about what it's doing but also highly tuned into and aware of us um, the next thing you know little things that really help horses to follow a feel is when you're doing all your groundwork and leading work stand ask your horse to do something through the feel and see how soft they are so I stand still and the horse moves around past me, things like that, not by chasing on them. And, and then soon enough, they can 
you know, and then then so 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 we ask them when we, when the, when they go by us, I think we're still, and when they make that decision, think away a little. Once they're doing it, then we follow along. We don't push it into them and make them go. And riding's much the same. We follow our horses. Like there's this big idea in groundwork that we get big, we create our energy, and the horse just lifts off our energy. But the saying that I really like the most in and, and it really works better for, for, for developing good, confident horses is I follow you, you follow me, and then we go together. It's been, it's been a saying that's been around for years. And that you, you go with me, and then we go together is a principle that we don't just use in the groundwork, we also use under saddle. So instead of, you know, lifting our seat and our horse to go, we gotta we gotta we gotta get them to go and then we follow them. So I just sit on the horse really quiet. And, and I just followed them just like I was following them along. And then they build a lot of confidence. And then when they know how to move and they know how to tune into us, then later we can do all that stuff that we might have been in towards seat and our energy and all that. But the biggest thing, that, like um, when you sit on your horse, is you sit there quietly. And if you've been working on the reins and the steering on the ground, you just hold the rein until your horse moves. The biggest thing also, I think, so you don't get disappointed, people sit on a horse and they get really disappointed because, and, and I'll ask people now, that there's a question I'm asking people more and more at clinics, is how much percentage is on, well, how much percentage mind is right here with your horse and how much percentage is over there? And you'll see them, if the horse comes in the arena, the horse is stuck at the gate within, and I'll ask the person, where's your mind right now? And they go, over there. And I say, well, your horse is over there and you're over there. How far do you want to be apart? And I say, just sit it is. It's at the gate. You have to deal with that. There's no cocktail bar at the end of the arena that you want to go to. This is just an arena. There's no benefit at that end of the arena that there is in this end. It's all just a space that you're going to help your horse learn. So don't think in the future. Don't be out there where you think you want your horse to go. Just sit on your horse and hold it, shifts a little bit with the rein and relax and go, oh, rip it, that's that's exciting. And then you pick up the other rein and horse shifts a bit and they go, that's exciting. And then all of a sudden the horse might go for a walk and you go, oh, wow, that's a present. I didn't even know that was there. So you're constantly excited because the horse gives you all these surprises. But when you're in the future, you're disappointed because the horse is not going forward and you go, you start to get very uh, irritated very quickly. Um, and to keep people calm, passive, not, not you know, and not start to get a little worried and like and like anxious and worried about what their horse not doing something. I just say, well, don't worry. Don't don't, don't you go in the future. Just sit here on your horse where it is and uh, and then and then everything the horse gives you is a surprise. So every time the horse gives you something you see them smile well, it's because that that wasn't something that they wanted. It was just a little surprise for them. So yeah, you just hold the rein till the horse then your horse, if it's already explored on the ground and gone ahead of you, it'll it'll just start walking around fine. Um, and there's other things you can do, which are on the videos video uh, of, a, of a big um, Persian horse at an undercover clinic up in Queensland. I've got on online there, and it's it's a horse that just doesn't want to move, and that's just where we use to get that horse just to sort of travel. And then other things that you can sort of really work on is the belly roping. You know, getting a horse to lead to a belly rope where you pick up a feel on the belly rope, the horse feels it, and then they, they softly move forward to the feel of that belly rope. And that'll start getting used to that leg pressure and following the feel of the legs. Uh, and, and your horse knows how to move 
because you've taught it to move through the reins and it starts to walk around. Once they understand movement, then you can teach them maybe how to accelerate. So that's where you can stop them and then you create a bit of energy through your legs. But they already know how to move. So all they have to do is go from a standstill to movement. So that's when you start teaching legs. But you don't need to teach your horse to move because you have to always teach the horse um, what to do before you go to the next. So when yeah, you're saying legs mean go, but the horse has to learn go first. So once they've learned go through the reins, then you you just stop them and say legs, and then they go, oh, what do I do? And then maybe if they get a little confused, we just take a rein, and then they'll find go, and then all of a sudden, I go, I know what that means, go. And uh, yeah, just just slowly builds, and then and then they they're moving around with confidence, but it won't take long. Just just sit. And, and, and do those things on the ground and you'll find your horse will open up pretty quick. Mark, the next question is from Taser. She is uh, wondering about how you would make a horse comfortable when you're putting them in a really small enclosed area like a grooming stall or a wash rack. She wants them to be in there to stand relaxed and not shut down. Um, but she also wants to know how do you make it a positive place, not scary, and when do you know when to release when you do things like when do you release when you turn the water on? How do you know when to turn the water off? Um, do you lead them in from the front or from the behind or that sort of thing? It's sort of like a, a horse float uh, scenario, but with actually a whole load of other stuff going on. Yeah, well, I'm glad you said that, Jenny, because I was just about to say that anyway, a horse <laughs> float scenario. <laughs> I think there's so many situations with horse training that we don't link it enough to other situations. And and I, um, as a lady that I've been helping, um, in America, and she's got a horse that, that weaves, and and I watched the wind, and then I said, "Well, treat treat the stable like a horse float." Has it ever learned how to softly walk in there? Um, and you know, sometimes we don't like a horse float, and I think with the wash bay treated like that, um, get really good leading, lead in, lead out, not all the way in. Don't take it all the way in, just in a little bit out wheel so the horse can move softly in there. Uh, and, you know, so you just just imagine your horse on a horse float and scared of a horse float. Just step forward, step backwards, step forward, step backwards until the horse is soft. When it's soft, it, they say even just the, the, the whatever, how it works, however the wash bay works, um, its nose might come in the gate and then you back its nose out and back it in and then you stop and wait and then you just let the horse assess assessment time when the rope's loose. And they'll sniff things and look, and then you go back to a leading lesson, and then you just slowly take them further in, but knowing out just the soft forwards and backwards in and out like a like a straight load float. Once they can go in and they can assess and sniff, then you can start to work on working and walking them out ways and things like that, and just work on the wash bay like a place that's a super dangerous place. It's a scary place, and they've just got to learn how to be comfortable going. Okay, and then when it comes to hosing, don't hose them in the wash bay for their first hosing. Find a tap somewhere on the side of someone's house, wherever you have space, so you can educate your horse a little, have space to move. So if you can treat the wash bay as a singular thing, as in I'm leading this horse on a horse float, if you can treat the, the water problem or the hosing problem as a singular thing, but don't do it in the wash bay because it's yeah. too much of a confined space. Makes sense. Find a long hose that you walk around with and 
you know, what I tend to do with teaching horses to get used to being so fit, like you know this, I'm big on leading and, and like I'll spend a whole clinic teaching someone to lead. But when I say that, I'm so by the end of the clinic, they're leading their horse body control under saddle. But that whole clinic has been about leading, if that makes sense. So it's not about, oh, I look like I'm always leading. It's um, this horse is leading into the feel of a ring, into the feel of a rope. It's moving its hind and front, things like that. So so um, good good leading is important. And when you, you just put the hose on it like a like a like a not a strong, really strong, uh, you know, squirt. You just put on just a, a just a trickle, not not a trickle, but just just the hose. And you just have the horse and have the water and just walk around and get the horse to follow the hose and the water and just look at it. And if they stop and they look, then let them stop, let them have a look, and then just as they're leading, let them get a little closer to the water, a little close to the water, and then as they're moving, not stop them. As they're moving to the, they start to put the water just over the, the, their front feet for a second, just on their, on just just even on the hoof, on the hoof, not necessarily on the leg, and and they'll sort of, and uh, but just feel and take the water away a little bit and bring it back and let them lead into it a little until they go, oh, you know, I'm following that around and that's not chasing me, and um, and you've got good control of them and standing, freezing, ready to pop if the if the water goes back too far or something, and then slowly you just lead them. And then the water, then then suddenly they just start to lead past the water goes further down their side. So instead of you squirting them, they just lead past the water, just like I teach horses to lead past the saddle blanket. And then they lead through the feel of the water. And all of a sudden they're sort of, you know, you're leading and then you, you're then you're hosing their hind quarter down. And by the time they're sort of following the feel soft and they're sort of leading into them and feeling that water on them, then what I just do is start to teach them to stand and understand that the water moves around them while they stand. And then once you can hose them all over out in the open on, on you know, just to, just the weight of the rope sitting on the ground, well, and you've taught them the wash bay, then obviously they'll be able to be coping with being hosed in the wash bay. Great. I hope that helps, Taser, with, with, um, with your horse. Let us know how it goes. So the last question for today, Mark, is from Dusty. Dusty's been doing some flag work and she has watched your flag videos. So just a disclaimer here that Mark is um, quite particular when he does use a flag and he does have examples of how to use a flag carefully on the membership. It's not just about going out, waving a flag in front of a horse. So Dusty would like to know that she's just how to sort of get a bit of a better response with her horse. She's been leading forward and then turning back into her horse, who's called Lulu, um, to make reverse backward steps. Um, And she doesn't respond to that. It takes her time to think about taking a very disinterested step backwards off the pressure following the feel. So her question is, when does she use the flag to get her attention then to make her or help her think a little more about it? Or does she just wait for her to respond? Um, she's also leaning into her when she's asking for the backward step. So obviously a lot of resistance there. So she knows that she wants to look for that easy forward, easy backward, um, but she's just not sure how to get it. So, yeah, so it's um, actually the subject was just being talked about. It's just the last thing I finished and it was, um, it's a subject we talked, I think I sort of, I felt I talked about it a bit more just at the last clinic, but it was about, there's times in horse training that what you're doing is you find a brace in a horse and you hold the brace with the feel of the rope or whatever and lead until the horse finds softness on the other side of the brace. 
but I've seen horses that brace and then soften and we reward them for softening, we'll brace and then soften. But after, you know, a year or so, you still see they brace. So the idea with anything is to get them to soften before the brace so you can kick the brace out. You'll find that there are times that you are, you know, holding a brace and then the horse lets go of the brace. But then you've got to think hard, okay, it's always for the last 50 transitions and it always softens after the first backward step, but it's always that first step that's hard, then it softens. Well, it's become a bit of a habit that a brace softens and then gets rewarded for the softness, but it still braces. So we've got to get the horse interested in letting go of the brace completely before we pick up pick up the um, direction of the pathway. And that's where the flag does help. Uh, the flag helps by... Um, the horse up so it's like alert to doing something okay so by the sounds of it if i'll explain it the way that i think i'm seeing it with what you're doing is the horse may feel that when you take up pressure when it's dull the towards the horse's nose then the horse goes oh it's pressure and then it backs up almost like a garbage compactor like like it's just backing up off a moving wall going on just leaning on the wall's way so where the flag would help your horse is you would shake the flag and pop it till the horse wriggles and goes, oh, I'm a bit unsafe, I need to move. And it'll push forward and then you'll do a firm push on, on its nose and say, forward's not available. And it'll go, oh, there's a wall there, I go that way. And then you might do that again until the horse goes, I, I know not to push forward. Maybe there's another idea in here. Quietly you pick up the knot but not a lot of pressure, but enough for that horse to know that forward's not available by the angle of that knot. And you just pop the flag a little and it'll wriggle and then it might choose to think backwards. So the first lesson some are on the dull horses are saying uh, forward, don't think that pushing's available. And then when they understand that, they'll, they're more likely to follow the feel. So they'll follow the feel backwards when and that's also the same in forwards. You can sit and front, stand in front of them, pull the foot and pull the knot forward on the halter a little, and it's not enough to pull on their pole, but just to know that if they push back, that the boundary's just there, and then you might pop the flag a little and they'll push on the boundary, and they go, oh, push on the boundary, oh. And then I know I'll think forward. So then when you pick up the knot next time, they'll think forward and be ready to move forward. And that that is basically encouraging the horse to, soften before they brace so they start the movement aware and soft so you can actually avoid the brace and pretty well kick the brace out completely and that's where you can find the flag quite useful so you in you potentially really just using the flag before you ask for the move you set the rope so close to the ask of movement that the horse knows which way the movement's going to go so then they learn to follow the flow to the rope um and that bag with your horse. And sometimes if it's dull, even when you haven't moved the rope and it's just hanging like it's ground tied, you might pop the flag quickly just to wake it up. Then you might shift the knot and say, can you move while you're awake? Instead of shifting the knot when the horse is asleep and then it sleeps on the, on the feel of the halter. And then you, you got to until you find softness on the other side. So, yeah, so it's using the flag first and then the feel, not, not getting the brace. Sometimes you'll be stuck sometimes and you might get the brace and have to pop the flag to get the horse to wake up. 
but you're trying to set it up that the horse, um, you, so you, you, you do the horses ready to do something opposed to backing it up and then going, oh, maybe I should do the flag now. But, yeah, if you, if you put it first, I think with a horse like yours, uh, it, it'll make, make a bigger difference. Wonderful. I hope that uh, made sense to you, Dusty. It was a fair bit of information there for you. Good luck, Rivet. Thank you very much, Mark. We look forward to talking to you again very soon. No worries, Dan. Thank you very much and thank you, everybody. You can learn more from Mark online through his online training videos. Just search Mark Langley Horsemanship. There's over 380 training videos which everyone has access to with a seven-day free trial. If you like what you see, it's just $15 a month from there. That's help where you need it.